Fitz, you got to go away, buddy. Fitz, you got to go away, buddy. You're killing me. You're, you're, you're killing me. Do you me. have headphones? I Huh? Ah. <laughs> now you got all us sucking robot dick. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I'm your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining me for episode 59. Please be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a five-star review. We are back for the second episode this week, breaking down Super Bowl 57. The Eagles versus the Chiefs have the whole crew with me. Going to be a good time. We're going to basically go through how we see the game going favorite bets, DraftKings, all the good stuff, everything you need to know for the Super Bowl. So let's hop right into it. All right, so it is time for the Super Bowl, the big game. Tons of fun, tons of shit to bet on. Plenty of DraftKings lineups that you could set for showdown. So we're going to go over all that. Got the whole crew with me. Johnny, how we doing? Pretty good, pretty good, man. Mike? Boys, how are you now? Dave? Gentlemen, let's finish strong here. And Fitz. What's good? So it's been a long season. I think we had a pretty good season overall. Uh, I can actually say, personally, I pretty much broke even. I think I lost $10 on the season, which really ain't too bad. Not as good as last season was, but still, I mean, losing $10, I'll take it. <laughs> Over that long of a season, not, not too bad. But I think we gave some pretty good picks here. You know, obviously, we told you that Garrett Wilson was going to be Justin Jefferson, and that was pretty damn close. I lost so, several dollars this season. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll happen when you play all Jets except for the one week when the Jets actually do well. <laughs> yeah, not But anyways, we, we got Super Bowl week, so we're, we're going to dive into it. Now, this one for me is – it's interesting – Basically, everything is telling me that it's the Eagles. I, I do think that they are the better team, better offensive line, better defensive line. So I'm going to say Eagles, but it just the Chiefs do scare me. I mean, it's Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. It's that's really all you need. But I, I'm going to say Eagles in this one. I, I do think it'll be a close game, maybe decided by a field goal, maybe four points. And I do like the under, but just slightly. And, and I'm hoping people keep steaming that that up. You know, I, I saw it at 51. If it can get up to like 52, 52 and a half, I think I'll probably be betting the under. But that's how I'm looking in this one. But, Johnny, what are, what are your thoughts? How do you think this game's going to go? I mean, this game kind of reminds me of just like where the Giants and Patriots just kind of like a whole trenches war kind of. I, I do believe that the Eagles' D-line is just going to cause serious problems. I don't think the Chiefs have really been tested when it comes to that part of the game. So I just feel like they're just not going to, given their injuries, they're just not going to be able to, to sustain pretty much on either side of the ball, the offensive line of the Eagles, the defensive line of the Eagles, and just pretty much just get beat up. And I don't really see this game being close. It, it may not get to that point until later, but I just think they're just going to just wear on them. That's, that's the way I see it. Yeah, that's definitely possible. And, and especially if Mahomes still isn't healthy, you know, they've had some issues with the offensive line and he's able to just escape pressure but with the amount of pressure the eagles get if if he can't escape as easily 
it definitely could be a runaway for the Eagles. So I, I could definitely see that. Mike, what about you? How you how you think this one's going to go? I think way too many people have that take right now that Johnny just had, and that scares me. Like when when everyone seems to kind of be there, like I just I don't know. Like I got alarms going off that I think I agree with the under call. I think that's a good call, uh, but you know. Yeah. I'm not even a Mahomes guy and, and just feels like a game that Mahomes is going to pull out. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where I was going before is, you know, my, my head says Eagles, but my gut does say chiefs. And like you said, it, it's Mahomes, So it, it does scare me a little bit. Dave, what about you? I'm taking a wild guess here, but I'm guessing you don't like the Eagles. Well, I mean, I want to make sure that we have non-biased opinions always on this podcast here, of course. <laughs> So I'm taking the Chiefs because there's no way that I'm going to stomach another Eagles Super Bowl. Um, like you guys said, on paper, this seems like a no-brainer. Uh, the Eagles dominate on both sides of the line. They're a better team overall, but the one X factor in this is Patrick Mahomes. Um, I mean, uh, you get Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in this game, uh, you're probably witnessing one of the you know generational talents here. I'll stick with the best player on the field still, and I'm taking the Chiefs. Fair enough. And Fitz, what about you? How how you see this one? Yeah, I mean, on, on paper, the Eagles are just a better team. I don't think the Chiefs deserve to be here, and uh, I think Mahomes could keep it close. But um, I just think at the end of the day, the Eagles are just too much. Like I said, on both sides of the ball, they don't match up well. Um, the Eagles got a good set, you know, good secondary. I don't think they're going to commit to the run. They're, you know, the Eagles defensive line is dominant. Um, I think they, you know, led the league in sacks and they, they're not going to be able to defend this Eagles offense. No one has. And I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to. So I think it's uh, Eagles all day. Yeah. And, and that seems to be what everybody's thinking. So, I mean, if we pivot over to DraftKings, if you're making DraftKings lineups and you're trying to win the Millie, there's 470,000 people in that thing. So probably going to chop with a lot of people. So you definitely want to get different. I mean, if if you're listening to this podcast, I highly doubt that you have never played Showdown before. But if you haven't, it's basically you have $50,000 to fill out six roster spots. One of them is your captain. That captain is one and a half times the salary, but also accumulates one and a half times the points. So you really want in your captain spot who is going to be the highest scoring, but you do want to actually kind of save some money here and there if you can. And in a one game slate, basically anything can happen. So so really, we're going to go into this one pretty deep on, on a lot of different players that we could go through. But if everyone's thinking that it's Eagle smash, I I think if you built a five one with all chiefs and one Eagle, that that differentiates you quite a bit right there. But if we start at, at who we're looking at a captain, obviously Hertz and Mahomes would be the optimal captain, but they're also going to be the most popular and also the most expensive $16,800 for Hertz, 16,500 for Mahomes pretty pricey. If you use either one of them, basically it gives you $6,500 left. So going to have to really figure out how to save some money. If, if, if you're going to be going with one of those two up top, I do think you could really, I'm only going to be using one of those two in, in some smaller single entries. I think if you're going for the big GPPs, you probably want to get a little bit different because 
yeah, winning a million dollars is fun, but if you're splitting it with a hundred thousand people, it's probably it's not still fun. <laughs> it's it's still fun, but it's it's a lot more fun if you can get a couple people to split with you rather than a thousand or even fifty thousand people. So, Johnny, what what are you thinking? Is is there any particular captain that sticks out to you or? Yeah, for me, it's kind of Kelsey. I just think if the Chiefs are really going to have any shot in this game, I think they're, they're going to just go out swinging, and I think he's probably going to get, like, 15 targets. And I can think, given the way the DK scoring system, I mean, Mahomes doesn't necessarily need to, like, go insane, but I think Kelsey even having 10 catchers for, like, 80 yards, something crazy could just be a differentiation, different way of you know, approaching the game where you can have the Eagles onslaught as well. Yeah, I mean – that that actually would be pretty different as well is if if he went eagles onslaught you know five eagles and kelsey at captain that that would definitely get you different and i I like what you said there because obviously the outside corners for the eagles are very good so probably going to be shutting down the wide receivers so you're going to get a lot of work to kelsey you know they might look to double kelsey but we've seen that a million times this year and it doesn't matter he still gets his so definitely like that call Dave, do you, do you got a preference at, at captain or? Yeah, I mean, I usually like to stay away from quarterbacks in the captain slot just because they're going to usually get their wide receivers there if that's, you know, how they get pay dirt. Um, I liked what Johnny said. I'm leaning towards Kelsey, um, but I'm always looking at like the high-end skill position players or A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Uh, the key to the Millie could be the – KC piece that isn't Travis Kelsey that hits if they're going to put up a lot of points and you end up with one of, you know, when you spin the wheel of chiefs weapons, and I'm not even sure who's healthy at this point. If you find one of those guys that grabs, you know, uh, two touchdowns in that game, especially because they're cheaper to begin with, then you can fit in a lot of the other, you know, pieces up top. You might be able to play both quarterbacks. I think that's really your key to success is figuring out, which guy on the chief's wheel is going to end up putting up the most points. Yeah. And it, it's definitely scary. Like you said, they, they're all banged up, but Juju did practice fully MVS practiced fully. I think Tony was the only one that was limited. So it, it's definitely sketchy, but if you were to go with Juju at the captain, obviously you would want to pair him with Mahomes. So if if you went Juju at captain, Mahomes and Hurts, like you said, so you fit both of those quarterbacks in there, you still have a remaining $6,466 to fill out your roster. So that that's really not terrible. And, and he's still he's still the wide receiver one technically outside of Kelsey on that team. Um in that wide receiver group, he's the most talented and you're saving so much in the captain position that yeah, you could probably fit a lot more of these high price players in because if you dip like below a thousand bucks, you really don't have many options there. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's where I was going. Juju sucks. Yeah, Juju sucks, but he has Mahomes throwing him the ball. So it's a one game slate. There's there's a lot of guys on this slate that are gonna absolutely suck, but you you gotta take your shot at someone. Who who would you rather have? Fitz? I'd rather if we're playing if I'm playing a Chiefs receiver, I'd rather go down and play Tony, just because he has all he has. I mean, he's not you know I'm not saying he's great either, but I think he has a lot more upside than Juju in the receiver you know in the receiver role. 
Um, I, I'd like utilizing uh, the Chiefs' backs also. I like McKinnon um, in this game. But if I'm taking – the question was, if, what receiver am I taking from the Chiefs? It's probably Tony instead of Juju. Yeah. My issue with Tony is, is he going to be able to finish the game? Because, I mean, valid, he's valid concern. <laughs> he hasn't finished many of them in his career so far. So, but as as far as captain goes, Fitz, what what, what do you think? Are you going with one of the quarterbacks, or I like AJ Brown at captain. And uh, just to clarify, yeah, I'm on the Eagles, but you know. Betting on the game and, and you know, DFS showdown is a completely different thing. So, yeah, I think the Eagles are going to win, but I also think there's going to be a lot of points scored. So, um, to get different, I like, you know, play, playing a lot of Chiefs. Um, if we're playing the middle, uh, Millie, you know, you got to get weird. Um, so, I think you may be utilizing – you have to utilize, you know, a cheap guy's going to have to go off for you. But talking captain-wise, my favorite captain pick, just, you know, first look is probably A.J. Brown. I think they're going to feed him. I don't think Chiefs have any, anyone that can – cover him and contain him so yeah with the chiefs having rookie wide or rookie cornerbacks i I definitely think aj brown is going to beast in this game and i do actually think that people just it's a slight salary savings but i do think Devontae smith will be a little bit more popular as a captain just because of that savings so I, I like both of them. I think you could go with either one. As I said, you, you got some young, inexperienced corners on, on Kansas City, and they're probably going to take shots. So I, I like either, but I would prefer A.J. Brown. Mike, what, what about you? Who, who do you think your favorite captain is? I'm glad you mentioned Devonta Smith because I agree. Like He's been getting just as many targets recently. Um, I probably lean towards Kelsey again. Like They – the Chiefs stand no chance if Kelsey is, doesn't get himself heavily involved. Um, you know, we were talking, saying hypothetically 10 for 80, but 10 for 80 could get Kelsey three touchdowns. So you never know. Like, you're going to need that. Um, and then since you guys are down here talking about fucking Kadarius Tony, if we're just going to throw darts, Kenneth Gainwell, you know, if, if it's the blowout a lot of people think they're the potential to be, then him and Miles Sanders, you know, Obviously, much more expensive, but you know that that running game is going to get work if that game script is what you know everyone seems to be just an easy cover of four, five, six, seven points. Fuck it, I'm playing Boston if it's the Millie. Yeah, Boston, Boston Scott definitely is in play. He's he's definitely cheap, and I mean we see that them use him at the goal line. So at only three thousand dollars, he falls into the end zone. He pays off and. If he happens to have one of those games where he gets two of them, definitely pays off. I I, I definitely wouldn't play him a captain, but I, I think you could definitely play probably pair two of these Eagles running backs together and maybe get a little bit different there. And you're, if you're not playing Hurts and you're playing two of the running backs and maybe just one of the pass catchers, that that's some leverage there off of Hurts lineups. But Fitz, you said before that you like McKinnon. I, I like McKinnon, but the thing that scares me is, you know, we've seen his role completely diminished over the past couple of weeks. We've seen Pacheco actually had five receptions and, and almost 60 yards receiving last year or last week. So it's it's kind of scaring me that that he's not I mean, getting the role. Johnny, do you have thoughts on, on the uh, Kansas City backfield? I'm probably avoiding it. I think McKinnon's going to have to do a lot of pass protection. Pass protection, 
I don't necessarily think Pacheco is going to be able to, to run. I, but I do think if the Chiefs are going to do anything, it's just going to have to be Mahomes' hero ball, which is what I mentioned before with the Kelsey. Pretty much they're going to have to, you know, dump all the targets to him. Um, we're looking just really at looking at pass catchers, like going deep to the sky more Justin Watson, because I, I do believe this, these injuries are going to be a concern for the Chiefs. So they may have to just go really far down on a depth chart. So that's that's pretty much the way I would go. And the kickers are always in play. Show yeah, the, the kickers are, are in play. I really I'll only sprinkle them a little bit. I just I, I do think if this is going to be a little bit higher scoring game, I said I like the under, but I don't think it's going to go way under. I don't see the kickers really getting a ton of points in this one. And and these teams do like to go for it on fourth down, too. So I think that hurts the kickers a little bit. And then going back to the KC running backs, I don't know if avoiding them completely is the best idea only because I do think if they're doubling Kelsey and how strong they are at corner for the Eagles, one of these guys might get a shit ton of pass work. And you would think it would be McKinnon, but Pacheco has gotten the work the past couple weeks. And now that CEH is back in, in, I mean, that's just who knows what the fuck they're going to do. I mean, all of a sudden CEH could be back to being the number one. It's, it's probably not, likely but it's definitely possible so it it is scary dave what are your thoughts i think a lot of what mckinnon's drawback over the last few weeks was more injury related i think that they really gave pacheco some run because mckinnon's banged up and in a game where mahomes is going to be under siege the entire time you're going to see him playing out of the shotgun he's limited with his ankle to begin with um, if I'm looking at, at injury reports, everybody is at full participant. So it looks like all the Chiefs weapons are good to go. Uh, I think you'll end up seeing a lot more McKinnon and Pacheco really taking a back seat. At the end of the day, they seem to trust him more. And when the Chiefs got on that run at the end of the year, the stack was actually kind of easy. It was Mahomes to Kelsey and or McKinnon. Uh, I think you see that play out as their best path to success against this team. Uh, you probably see McKinnon with a few dump offs here, but I also hear CEH is really talented. So it wouldn't surprise me if he just went in there and, you know, blew all those guys out of the water. He uh, has that pedigree in the past where they just might give him the reins. But I mean, we see that tongue in cheek, but in a one game showdown, especially, I mean, who isn't to say that he takes a one yard touchdown uh, or two and becomes the winning part of your lineup. So you know, not someone I'm going to be focused on a lot, but he's worth a sprinkle. Oh, absolutely. And I, I agree with what you said with McKinnon. And that is another concern, though, is is he was definitely banged up. And what if he still is banged up? What if that's part of the reason why they even brought CEH back from IR? You know, it, it could be worse than than we really know. So it's just it's hard enough trying to pick. Chiefs wide receivers, I think it's even harder this week to pick their running backs. So it's it's definitely interesting. For what it's worth, I mean, McKinnon, full practice, full practice. Same with Pacheco. Tony was limited, then a full practice. And everybody else is good to go. Uh, you got full practices all around. So you got to assume that health isn't going to come into play. And they're going to put their best, you know, leave it all on the it's last game of the year. You know, they're not going to leave Absolutely. anything. Absolutely. Uh, hold anything back now. So Fitz, are you back with us? Take that as a no. 
All right, Mike, you, you got any thoughts on, on the Chiefs running backs or? I just, I, I, like you, it's going to be a sprinkle. I'll sprinkle a little McKinnon. Like, maybe I'll throw a dart. Maybe I'll throw I have to be down there. Um, but it's it's just not. It's Mahomes and Kelsey and four Eagles probably. If you can even get Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, I just don't see that being a thing. You can get Mahomes and Kelsey, but you're going to have to go down. You know, you probably won't be able to afford too much AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, unless you, you know, you could sprinkle in some of these cheaper guys. I mean, possibly, and and that's the thing on a one game slate, you we could see a Justin Watson, we could see a Noah Gray, we could see Quez Watkins have one long touchdown and it actually pays off. So some of these guys in in, in large field GPPs could actually end up being the difference in in taking down a a tournament. Johnny, what do you, what do you think? Are there any guys on the lower end that you're looking at? Yeah, pretty much any of these really disgusting, like second tight ends, fourth, fifth wide receivers, like Zach Pascal. I mean, I'm really just looking for one catch or one touchdown, just really back into something kind of gross and just allowing that salary savings to just, you know, filter up. Um, I'm seeing guys on this list. And I mean, I don't know if they're going to be active. Like, is Ronald Jones even still getting playing time? Is you know, if CEH is is activated, I would assume Ronald Jones won't be in there. Okay, but yeah, like the Blake Bells, you know, he's 400 for the Chiefs. I mean, that's that's just something that could just help you out with you know if you're going to really try to stack that expensive guys really heavy, and then you're just going to have to really punt. Just hope for the best. Yeah, I actually. You know, Blake Bell's been getting snaps the past couple weeks, but Jody Fortson was actually on the IR. So he could possibly it could it could be Fortson instead of Bell. So I, I think that's interesting. I mean, wow, they're they're both like 400, 200. That's insane. Yeah, it's that that that's definitely a way. And you know, if if one of them gets a touchdown and it allows you to get up to Kelsey and and Mahomes and so it, it could be. Yeah, I think if you're doing that, you're probably trying to anti-play both quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the reason for doing it. Melvin Mike. Gordon's on the Chiefs? <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy, right? Why doesn't he get work? Like he's, he's... I think he's a practice squad player. Like, are you telling me Melvin Gordon can't give you like four carries a game for 14 yards? Like, what happened to him? Cheap yeah, guys. Dave, Dave, you like some cheap guys? Uh, I heard you talking about Quez Watkins before. I mean, if anyone's going to get there with one play, it's him. Uh, I like the Jody Fortson call. I think he's more talented and less of a blocker than Blake Bell. But that's really thin. There's not much down here you really want to play. I think there is value in these kickers to save some money elsewhere. But, I mean, you're throwing darts with – Backup tight ends across the board. Uh, even Justin Watson is kind of thin. Sky Moore, they've been getting some play, but he's expensive for what he is. Uh, Noah Gray, Quez Watkins, I think those are my two guys down near the bottom. Yeah, Justin Watson plays a ton of snaps, but barely gets any targets whatsoever. Sky Moore, actually, I, I do have a little interest in, especially with 
Miko being on the IR, if Tony is still banged up or, you know, obviously if he can't finish the game, Sky Moore had seven targets last game with everybody else hurt. So I could see him being that that gadget player that that they use Tony and Miko as, you know, get him the ball in space close to the line. So I, I'll sprinkle a little bit of Sky Moore. I actually think that he's one of the better plays down there. Hardman's on IR again? Yeah. Yeah, he re-injured his pelvis last week. Or two weeks ago. That sounds awful. Yeah, probably not fun. Yeah, we haven't mentioned the defenses at all. I mean, I think given the showdown slate, I think they have to be in, in your play if you're going to play multiple lineups. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would prefer the Eagles defense, but they're they're only $200 difference. So, I mean, we, we could definitely see, you know, Hurts, they haven't been pushed in the playoffs. And Hurts came back from that injury and – he hasn't thrown or looked very good throwing the ball since. So for all we know, that that shoulder could still be injured. I mean, since he's come back, he hasn't thrown for more than 229 yards. In the two playoff games, he had 154 yards and 121 yards. Now, granted, they weren't pushed, so he didn't really have to throw. But there was a couple passes that we saw. You know, he missed Devontae and, and A.J. Brown pretty badly. So... If you have two quarterbacks that are banged up, you know, the, the defense is definitely could be in play. And on a one game slate, even if you just get a random pick six or, or a, a weird fumble and somebody just falls on it, that absolutely could get you there on a showdown. Mike, any other thoughts on, on defense or? Uh, it's in showdown, I try to target two or three top you know, what I can afford and then get as many backup tight ends as you can. Like that's, and that's probably why I'm not very good at showdown, but like this whole, they're all irrelevant past like that first page. With the chiefs though, that actually is a good strategy. He's using backup tight ends. So it could actually work in this one. So yeah, really, I mean, obviously you want one of the quarterbacks if you can get them, but they are going to be popular at captain. Kelsey's probably the best option by far, but will probably be the highest owned option. I, I One guy we didn't talk about is Dallas Goddard. At his price, I actually think if you used him as captain and had Hurts in the lineup, that actually could make sense. We've actually seen it a couple times this year. You know, it, it's more likely that it's going to be Brown or Smith that are the higher scoring. But if Goddard ends up, getting the bulk of the targets and, and receptions and scores a touchdown, you know, he, he could outscore Brown and, and Smith, and then you're differentiating yourself there. And it's a pretty good salary savings as well. So that's, that's something to keep in mind. We have any thoughts on MVS really haven't talked about him at all. I mean, obviously he hasn't been good, had one good game in the, in the last one, but that was basically because everyone else was dead. But what do you think, one Johnny? Hit, one, hit, one hit wonder that game. Yeah, that seems I don't, to be I don't, the story I never, of his career. I never viewed MBS as consistent, and I just think that was just a product of that game, that situation, you know. So Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Uh, I'll stick with more unbiased takes, especially because MBS is on my underdog, underdog team. Uh, I think he's actually been a little bit more reliable than even Juju, to be perfectly fair. I mean, he's out there a lot. He's not hitting home runs like he used to, but they're almost using him even as a possession receiver. If everybody else is banged up and he's the healthiest of the group, 
you know, it's going to come down to who Mahomes trusts the most in that situation. I don't think it's that crazy that uh, MVS leads the Chiefs in receiving for the game. And Agreed. and another thing, thinking about it from a strategy standpoint, he's in a weird price range. You know, people are either going to play Pacheco, McKinnon, or Goddard right above him, and then you have nobody below him. So really he's in a weird price range where people are either going to pay up for those three that I just mentioned, or they're just going to drop down and play Juju for 5,600. You know, it's, it's a salary savings and he's just in a weird range. So I I really think you could get a little bit of leverage. I don't like MVS, but on a one game slate, if you're getting him at some lower ownership, it definitely makes sense. And I think when you are talking ownership here, if you look at like each, you know, team by team, Ownership is going to shift to the Eagles pieces, no matter what the price point or, you know, how elite, you know, this is a way to get different on a slate like this by mixing in some of these Chiefs players, because even if the Eagles do win, you know, you could even put a Hertz in the captain with, you know, maybe one of the two receivers, Smith or Brown, and have four Chiefs there, and that be your path to success. Absolutely. Mike, I, kn- I know you said you like Gainwell. Now, you mentioned it. If it, I don't ends necessarily up... like Gainwell. I just we're throwing names like Kadarius Tony, a captain out there. Like, all right, if we're going to do that shit, I'll throw Gainwell in there. But anyway, continue your question. No, I, I don't. I don't think we were talking about Tony at captain. I think we were just saying of of the Chiefs wide receivers. You know, who do we like? And Fitz was saying he likes Tony the best. But my issue with Gainwell is, you know. They haven't been pushed in the playoffs at all. Basically, it's just been blowouts. So has his workload been a result of that? You know, is he getting more carries than Sanders because it's just garbage time? And I mean, I I do like Gainwell. I think he's a good player, but I do think the role has been elevated a bit because of the way the games have been going. So I I think he's going to be really popular. Yes, but again, we're going into a one-game sample size, and the whole world seems to think that the Eagles are just head and shoulders above the Chiefs right now. Um, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the Mahomes potential injury, but whatever. Um, Mahomes not usually an underdog to America in these situations, and I think that's weird. And if you're going to kind of steer into that narrative, then you know, in that world, Gainwell gets work again. Like, I get it. Like, it's just been a kind of a two-game anomaly. But, you know, Ryder told she bucks you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just – I do think he's going to be a little bit popular too because people have seen the past couple weeks that he's been out touching Miles Sanders. So it's, it's just something to keep in mind because of the price and because of his recent role. You know, he might be a little bit more popular. So I, I think going to Sanders or even Boston Scott or both of them could could be a little bit different than just going Gainwell. So just talking strategy here, but David, do you have a, a certain strategy you're going to go with? You know, we kind of went through all the players, but yeah, I think uh, I'm going to end up leaning towards playing more chiefs pieces, try to, you know, steer away from ownership where I can and, you know, use the high owned guys, you know, the right way. Um, I think there's a lot of, you know, playing into question marks is a great way of approaching showdown when there's a lot of unknown there. I mean, by leaning into it, you're going to be different, but like we, I mean, we covered a lot of these plays. Uh, I see the under hitting. I mean, I don't think it's going to be huge for either of the defenses. Uh, somebody is going to end up getting there, which is obvious, but 
I don't know, the more that you reach for a Boston, Boston Scott at 3000, you know, these overpriced, in my opinion, Eagles pieces, I think you're steering yourself wrong. Nobody's really given the Eagles much of a challenge all year. I mean, all of the Eagles backfield usage has been in garbage time because they've had garbage time in almost every game. So, you know, I like Miles Sanders in this situation. I think they try to give him a heavy workload, uh, especially if the game stays close. But, you know, paying 3000 for Gainwell as a backup running back just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, re- really, it's it's touchdown or bust for him. And, and you need you're you're really doing it for the salary savings. And, and you're saying that all these other cheap guys really don't get there at all. And, and he's the, the one that you need to pay up for the other guys. That that's really the only reason I would do it. But Johnny thoughts on on the final strategy or, or which way you're going to build. Yeah, I'm probably going to do very limited lineups. I mean, as I mentioned before, really just hammering Kelsey and the captain. I just, as I said, I think the Chiefs are going to have to just force feed him to have any shot in this game, and it wouldn't be smart to try to just limit his his targets. Um, just even given the Eagles regarding their rushing attack, I mean, they have really four rushers on that team, so it's kind of the way I always think about it. Even in certain builds, you can kind of have like a Eagles rushing onslaught in a way. If you know, if you, if you really feel like the Chiefs' rush defense is pretty poor. I mean, I was reading earlier that the Chiefs really had one of the softest rushing, like defensive, like against against their rushing defense, one of the softest schedules. And I mean, you're playing pretty much the best rushing offense right now. And the Eagles just given their RPO, I think they can really just dice them up pretty good there. Yeah, and that that actually could be an interesting build is you play Hurts without pass catchers and you play two running backs with him. And if they get all their touchdowns from from rushing touchdowns, then that's pretty much that, what they did that's to the 49ers. A, that's they've done it several times this year. You know, we we've seen all three running backs score in a game. We've seen Hertz and two of the running backs score in a game. So if it ends up being one of those games, I don't think a lot of people are going to build that way. And you know, you you put Hertz and two of the the running backs and Kelsey, and then figure out the rest. Like final thoughts on DraftKings? That's the kind of the way I'm leading is kind of just the Kelsey solo and then some of these Eagles rushing onslaughts. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, it's going to be probably Kelsey, probably mostly in the captain, but in their, you know, probably lock button. And then a whole bunch of Eagles and some sprinkles of Mahomes where I can afford him or McKinnon or – you know, take a stab at MVS, but it's just going to – I'm going to be 4-2 Eagles at worst in most of my lineups, I think. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say – last thing I'm going to say is we've clearly said that we like the Eagles quite a bit. So if you're doing onslaughts the opposite way, 5-1 with all Chiefs and only one bring back with the Eagles, I think that's going to get you very, very different also. Maybe not the most comfortable way to build, but definitely will make you different. So I think we touched enough on DraftKings, but let's go into the fun stuff. Let's uh, let's go into some Super Bowl props. So generally every year I am absolutely disgusting and I write everything out on a whole entire sheet of paper and that's how many bets I have for the Super Bowl. That's actually how I got into betting. Pretty much 15 years ago, I just started betting on Thanksgiving and the Super Bowl and I love all the props and it's fun. Gatorade, all that. 
So one thing I will say, I hear a lot of people talking about the coin toss. That's fine if you want to bet the coin toss, but don't bet it at negative money. It's a 50-50 bet. It's either heads or tails. If you're paying minus 110 to bet a 50-50 bet, it is a terrible, terrible bet. You have to be getting at least plus 100 if you want to bet the coin toss. I get the fun of it is before the game even starts, you know if you want to bet or not. So if you want to do it, that's fine, but make sure you're getting plus money. With that being said, my favorite prop so far, I actually did bet the Gatorade. Uh, basically it's yellow, green, lime. So technically you get two colors. So it's yellow or green at plus 300. So I kind of like that one. And it's funny after I made that bet, I actually saw somebody posted a video on Instagram and it was the Eagles, the past couple playoff wins they had. And when they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago, it's been green every time. So really like that bet. Now, some actual bets on the game, though. I bet over one and a half interceptions total. So that's for both teams. So basically, if one quarterback throws two touchdowns or they each throw it, and I'm sorry, if both of them throw an interception or one of them for each team throws an interception over one and a half receptions total, that's at plus 130. I actually like that. We've seen Mahomes get careless at times and, and just throw it like crazy. Hertz can definitely throw interceptions. So I definitely like that one. As far as first touchdown goes, I said this earlier, I'm basically playing it like a, a golf betting card, betting a couple long shots. I got Mahomes at 30 to one. You know, people think the ankles banged up, but when they were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, hit it at 17 to one. And we've seen him, you know, basically you, you fake to Kelsey on that little pitch and he could run out and score a touchdown. So I like that. Kadarius Tony gets the ball in, inside the goal line. 26 to one is too high for him. And CEH is available 44 to one for him. So I like those. As far as any time touchdown, I got Kelsey minus 115. I actually think that's pretty good odds. You know, anytime touchdowns are, are kind of tough, kind of fluky, but he has nine touchdowns in his last eight playoff games. So I do like that one. And I got a couple more, but Johnny, what are you thinking? You got any bets you like? Yeah, given my theme of just the onslaught rushing Eagles, pretty much I'm targeting this Jalen Hurts first touchdown, Jalen Hurts 50 yards rushing at plus 1,200. If I want to get real, real crazy, I mean, there's a Jalen Hurts 100-yard rush plus a Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown, just one, one plus there. It's just, I think, you know, in the Super Bowl, you kind of got to go down swing with your best players, and it seems like, Hurts already r rushing carries over under is at 10 and a half. I saw on FanDuel. So, I mean, he could have 13, 14 carries in this game. So, given how efficient these rushes tend to be, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be targeting a lot of just Jalen Hurts rushing props on my end. Yeah. And, and you don't necessarily have to go the over 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, obviously, you're going to get better odds, but if you wanted to just do his, his prop, I don't know off the top of my head what it is. I think it was like 53 yards maybe. So if if you did over 53 yards in a touchdown, I'm sure you're getting pretty good odds on your money there too. Mike, what about you? I'm going to need clarification because maybe I'm a noob here, but there's a bet for the combined jersey numbers of all touchdown scorers. So if Kelsey scores two, do you count his jersey number twice? I don't believe so. 
I, I think it's literally just that jersey, that player is counted if they score a touchdown just once. And I have to hammer the under there. It, it's basically set at 160, and Kelsey is the only high-number touchdown store like I could think of off the top of my head. Both the receivers are on uh, – both the Philly receivers are low. The Yeah, so, so now that you do say that, that is possible that they are counting him twice. Got but it, the high. other highest number I could think of is Miles Sanders at 26. Goddard? Yeah. Goddard's 88. Okay. Yeah. 160 seems high if you're not counting those touchdowns twice, though. So yeah, I that's... might have to pile in there. Yeah, but you definitely need clarification on that before you I do. I do need clarification. Read the rules. <laughs> but <laughs> yep. as, as we've learned in, in one of the group chats, DraftKings support is not very helpful. No. Nah. So yeah, that's, I didn't that's... get a chance to look at too much else because I was confounded by that total touchdown jersey. <laughs> All right, Dave, what about you? What are you, what are you looking at for this? And so we'll stick with the rushing theme. Eagles over one and a half rushing touchdowns at plus 105. I have that loaded up right now. I'm about to bet it. Uh, Super Bowl MVP is usually a quarterback. But in this game, if it's not going to be a quarterback, and again, I still think the Chiefs are going to win, Kelsey at 12 to 1 is not a bad number uh, for Super Bowl MVP there. Uh, there's really not anybody else outside of the quarterbacks. I think if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, I mean, if you really want to bet Jalen Hurts MVP a plus one and a quarter, go right ahead. Uh, that's probably a better bet, to be honest, than the Eagles money line, though. Um, also, longest rush, you've got Gainwell and McKinnon at seven and eight to one. Um, either of those guys can break a long one, so that's a little bit more exotic. So that's what I'm looking at right now. I think uh, everyone thinks this is going to be run heavy. Um, but I also like what you were saying over on the interceptions. I think both uh, trying to flip through all these props because there's so many of them here, both QBs over passing touchdown, touchdown and a half. But the only one that I really had dialed up was the first one. I said the Eagles over one and a half rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I definitely like that one. And, and you said that's a plus money. Plus 105. That's not bad. That's FanDuel? Uh, DraftKings. All right. I, I think I might hop in on that one. I actually do like that quite a bit. And and I like what you said with the Kelsey. I, I do think that that is good odds. And if if it's going to be someone other than the, the quarterbacks, I definitely think he'd probably be the one. The only concern I have with that is if it is Kelsey – if Mahomes just does anything, I could see them giving it to Mahomes. Like if he throws for almost 300 yards and, and two of his touchdowns happen to go to Kelsey, but Kelsey doesn't have like, you know, 10 for 80 and two touchdowns. I, I, I could see them just giving it to Mahomes. So that that's my only concern there. If he's the captain winner and puts up that 102 touchdowns, if they're going to ever not give it to Mahomes, it would be Kelsey in this situation. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. He's the most likely to do it. But I do mm-hmm. think that he would have to have a, like a monster, monster game. You know, if 100%. anyone else is even involved a little bit, they're, they're probably going to go Mahomes' way just because that's the way they, they tend to vote. And, um, for, you, and for you guys that like... Last year? No. Because yeah, I felt Cooper like Cup he did. all of Stafford's did production. Yeah, season. he did. Yeah, but but the difference is Matthew Stafford isn't Mahomes. 
like it's also not coming off the ankle narrative, you know, like the whole like the heroics of just even playing and stuff. Yeah. So that's I think that goes into it as well. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And the the he, more I look at this too, for you guys that like the Eagles, don't bet the money line. Hertz MVP is a much better plus one and a quarter. Because if the Eagles I, win, he's the MVP. I bet the Eagles twenty to one before the season. So got that going for me. Yeah, I'm actually pushing up the points because I was gonna do Eagles minus four and a half. It's pretty much what I'm, what I'm what I'm looking at. But clearly we seem a little biased here because the spread's still only a point and a half. So it seems like plenty of other people are liking the Chiefs as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. It it could just be I I think it's still Eagles and the books are trying to get people to bet the Chiefs because they know if they bump it up, it's uh, I don't know. DraftKings has this live. It says 55, 45 uh, Chiefs over Eagles in terms of percent of bets placed, not the handle, okay. but percent so of bets placed. I am completely placed. wrong on that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I figured because otherwise the spread should be going up for the Eagles if they want more action on the Chiefs. And I should have been pushed in at least two and a half or three. Yeah, yeah. I, I was saying that. America loves them some Patty McCombs. And I guess we also we're kind of discounting experience in a way too, you know, like the Chiefs have been here before, at least their main players. You know, this is the Eagles' first time really in Super Bowl. So and and that's at the top. That's part of the reason why I said my gut says Chiefs. You know, you have Andy Reid, you have Patrick Mahomes. Sirianni could make some mistakes and and you know, try and get cute. And Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes could be all you need on, on that side. And, so just I'm, I'm sure you it's Jets fans. come down to the coin flip. I heard on the radio this week that the last eight Super Bowls were won by the team that lost the coin flip. Well, that's it. So live yeah. live bet as soon as the coin flip happens. Yeah, basically just live bet it as soon as the Don't flip bet happens, anything else. Bet. Don't bet anything else, just mortgage. Bet, or actually, no, bet the <laughs> coin flip. And then if you win the coin flip, then bet the, whoever loses the coin flip to win. DK would not let you parlay the coin flip with the money line. For, for those who are going that way. Maybe FanDuel will. And I know we don't want to rush to, you know, making comparisons, but again, I mean, you wouldn't take Tom. I mean, most people would bet Tom Brady as an underdog in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady, but you look at the best quarterback in the league and probably the best coach in the league as an underdog. I know a lot of people still like the Eagles in this game. I just... Maybe it's my bias. I still can't do it. No, I definitely see the case. You shouldn't be biased. You have I have to be a really completely random... unbiased like me in order to be successful at, at these things. <laughs> yeah, I want to bring something up. I have a really random side pool bet where I have to bet which commercial is going to be first. So it could be any company or any type of, I guess. So... I tend to lean towards the beer commercials, but I've actually noticed over the past couple of years, it's not. Yeah, they, they don't. You want a long really shot? Pushing. Here's a long shot. Tesla. But there's no, there's nothing like with, I'm not going to get paid more in long shots. Just It's just like 20, 25 oh, people in the pool. It's just, you know, everything's straight money. Yeah, it's just whoever comes first and they take the whole pool. Like, like one year was actually avocados from Mexico was the first commercial. Yeah, I have no idea. So, no yeah, idea. 
I put, I, put, I put Apple as my, the first Apple's commercial. a good bet. I hear there's a Google's lot of Google's a good bet. Bud Light's a good bet. Coca-Cola's a good bet. There's going to be a, a lot of beer commercials this year and no crypto. No one wants to hear about crypto anymore. Yeah, yeah, M&M's is probably a good bet. Mm-hmm. So... All right, so bringing it back in, I got I got two more props before we get out of here. So the other one I I like is Eagles' first offensive play to be a pass. That's at plus one fifteen. They tend to come out throwing the ball, and and against this team and this young secondary, I definitely think that they come out and throw a pass on their first play. So at plus, I saw first play going for a first down at like plus three hundred. So if you're predicting a pass on the first play, there's a decent enough chance that it's a first down. That's not bad. You, maybe you could parlay them together. Probably not, yeah, but never know. try it. And then the other one I, I might do, I haven't done it yet, but I was actually thinking AJ Brown, longest reception over 26 and a half yards. So if they're going to take a shot at some point and he is a monster going up against little kids, basically. So 26 and a half, I, I think it's doable. He's got some that, real, real too. And that was also at plus money as well. So maybe that one is for Smith. I think his was a little bit less. It was like 24 and a half. Maybe I would take that one over, over AJ. I I like AJ's upside a little bit and his ability to break tackles too. Cause it doesn't even necessarily have to be, you know, he could take a slant 26 and a half yards. But I think that's good. I think we pretty much covered everything there. And, you know, we, we had the return of the robots, so that was exciting. Good way to cap the season, but it, it was fun. Great NFL season. Obviously, we'll be back. Maybe we'll, we'll go over some draft stuff when, when that comes back around. And who knows? Maybe we could talk some more Jets and, and Giants because there's going to be a lot of moves in the offseason that, that they're going to have to do. So we'll see. Johnny, any uh, parting words for the NFL season? I miss it. It's really the only major DFS I play, so I'll be uh be hanging out until next uh, next September. Enjoying the Texas heat. Well, if you're looking to get into some golf, I know a guy. Yeah. Um, Mike, any any final final words capping off the I'm, season? I'm so glad this fucking season is over. I've been done with it for fucking weeks. I can't wait for golf. Like I know we're, you know, golf already started, but I can't wait to like give shitty golf opinions instead of shitty football opinions. There you go, Dave. What about you? Uh, good season all around, and uh, you know, don't sleep on Ceh. Absolutely, I'll be sprinkling. Got that first touchdown at forty-four to one. But yeah, that that's it. Great NFL season. Thank you for everyone that has listened all season long. And if you are just football like Johnny and want to try some golf, like I said, I know a guy. So listen in, be writing articles all season, progolfnow.com. Also, you can check out thehelmsports.com for my golf write-ups. And also I will have a showdown breakdown for the Super Bowl. So check that out. But that's going to do it for the NFL season. We'll see you next year, or otherwise, if you're doing the golf, we'll see you next week. And remember, Stefan out there. <laughs>